0: Good afternoon and welcome to Veterans Talk, The Forgotten Promise. This is Jim Littner along with Phil Valentine with our Veterans Transition Resource Media Center. Tammy Lear doing the same thing with Phil. And an old friend of mine, Kevin Malone, Public Relations for DMV, will be giving some information today to our veterans on what they can do to uh, get some benefits that they deserve. And Michelle Bassett will be coming on with us talking about the Caring for the Caregiver program we will be doing next week as a public forum. First hour will be the show. The second hour will be a full panel. We hope to have a lot of people here. Welcome to the show,
1: Kevin. Good to be here, Jim. Long time no see.
0: Well, we've been trying for a year, a year and a half now to get you on the show, and you have to be across the street from our center Opening
1: a new facility. Right, opening a new AAA office, uh, having their grand opening on 6905 North Allianti. And the DMV's connection with that is we have a kiosk there that accepts cash, going to renew your car registration. And uh, Las Vegas has a cash economy, so we always, always like to see the cash ones.
0: You know, Kevin, a lot of our veterans do not realize that they have benefits mm-hmm. that they can use at the DMV.
1: Can you tell us some of those benefits? One thing we started up in 2014, the legislature passed, was that you can have a veteran designation placed on your driver's license if you have an honorable discharge. All you have to do is next time you come into the DMV uh, to get a driver's license or do anything else is show your proof of honorable discharge, DD-214, or even the older documents from World War II, and we'll put a veteran designation on your driver's license. Um, It doesn't really entitle you to too much, 10% off. Home Depot and Lowe's but uh, but it's it's a little badge of honor you know I got mine the other thing we have of course are veterans license plates Uh, most of the fundraising veteran license plates are available to anyone who is a family member uh, of a service member basically anyone and they support the veterans homes in uh, Boulder City and one that they're planning up in northern Nevada as well So uh, the veterans license plates support, um, I forget the name of the actual fund, but it's for all the extras for the veterans in the the home in Boulder City, you know, the TVs, things like that. We also have disabled veteran license plate if you are a disabled veteran. And there has been, uh, what you have to do to qualify for that is show that you have a 100 percent service-connected disability. And unfortunately, right now, that is the only thing the DMV will take. You have to show us a VA letter that shows you have a 100% service-connected disability. There is a bill in the legislature this year to change that. Uh, I'm really no expert on it, but apparently veterans come out with different levels of disability for different things that happen to them. This one's 70%, this one's 30%, and so on. Um, The DMV will not accept any of those. There is a l- bill in the legislature to change that, to change 100% service-connected disability to quote-unquote a qualifying disability. So if you have the 70%, 10%, 20% and it adds up to 100, then you'll qualify for a disabled veteran's license plate. Uh, there's another bill in the legislature to make all of these requirements the same across the board for all agencies. I guess that's some kind of a, a, an issue across various state agencies where this agency takes one thing and different agency wants something else and so on. And hopefully if the bills pass, they will make that the same documents all the way across the board for all of the state services. Um, Another bill in the legislature will put the handicap symbol on all veterans plates if you qualify for that. And that's um, another thing that's been a little bit controversial, you have a veteran come in and say that they have a 100% service-connected disability, they're in a wheelchair and so forth, and we tell them, well, you have to have a doctor sign off on this other form to get a handicap placard and handicap license plates. Well, hopefully we can change that one as well. Um, The big tax, the big break though for veterans is the tax exemption you can get that you can apply for either your car registration or your property taxes. And it varies with how much you served and whether you're uh, disabled or whatnot. For myself, I'm a non-combat veteran, but my tax exemption every year is a $185. And you choose whether you can put that on your car or um, apply it to your property taxes. Uh, my father-in-law is a D-Day veteran, service-connected disability, Purple Heart. His tax exemption is up in nine, over $900 per year uh and the way you get that is you have to apply to the county assessor you have to take um, your dd214 discharge documents uh every veteran document you have basically to the county assessor and they determine how much of a tax break you're going to get it's if you look in the statutes it's a really complicated formula that i wouldn't even begin to explain here but it's a very worthwhile tax break
0: you know kevin As a hundred percent disabled Vietnam veteran, I do get those tax breaks, and you Mm -hmm. can split those up between your real estate tax and your your car uh, registration. It's not either or. Okay, you can split those up.
1: It's every year. Tell me if I'm wrong. Every year, the county sends you a notice asking you what you want to do with that tax. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, It is a very good deal. I actually thought I didn't qualify because I served post Vietnam and there's again it's a really convoluted and confusing statutes about the periods of service but essentially anyone who served in World War One, World War II of course, Korea, Vietnam qualifies and then it goes on and off through the years post Vietnam where some people qualify and some people don't and I actually have a navy expeditionary medal that qualifies me for it and i didn't realize that for like 10 years that that medal would qualify me for that tax break so there's 10 years and
0: 185
1: dollars (laughs) yeah i missed out on that there you go (laughs) about a thousand dollars and then then of course anyone who served in iraq or afghanistan qualifies for it as well
0: kevin if somebody wanted to look up the benefits where would they go how would they do it
1: for the tax exemption, you would go to the Clark County Assessor's website. They have a very good explanation for it there, or you can go to our website, the DMV's website as well, and look for the Assessor's offices. But the Clark County Assessor did a very good job of explaining it all on their website. And then for the disabled veteran license plates, the veteran's license plates, those are all listed on the DMV's website. We have a, a page for veteran and military license plates with all the applications, everything you need. and then. Uh, the driver's license, it's listed there, but it's very simple. You just bring in your proof of honorable discharge and we'll put the veteran designation on your license. What's that
0: website, Kevin?
1: DMVNV.com. Simple. It's Department of Motor Vehicles. There you go. Kevin, I,
0: I know you're busy today. I, I appreciate you coming on. And, and as the legislation moves along, stay in touch. Let okay. us know what's going on. I would love to put this information out more and more to our veteran community as far as taxes, license plates, There's a lot of benefits that our
1: veterans just simply don't know Mm -hmm. they have coming. Well, I I encourage everyone to contact the State Office of Veterans Services. Uh, There are bills before the legislature to expand that office by two or three people. They're also going to expand the Interagency Council and the Veterans Services Commission. Um, There's a lot going on for veterans in this this session of the legislature.
0: Well, they're just about done. They have, what, a week left?
1: Well, um, that's the nature of our legislature. Uh, They now they have two or three weeks into June, but they always pass these things at the last minute. Uh, The ones the bills I've been talking about are the ones that made it through to this point. Do
0: you know the site they can go on to look that up?
1: Uh, That's leg.state.nb.us. If you just type a search in for Nevada Legislature, again, that's a very well done website as well. Look at the session information and just do a search for veteran, and all those bills will pop right up.
0: Well, Kevin, I appreciate you taking the time today. Is there anything else that pops up that you can think of uh, that we need to tell our veterans?
1: Veterans and non-veterans, we encourage everybody to make an appointment these days at the DMV. When you need to go in, um, don't go sit in line for three or four hours. Make an appointment. Come in at a specific day and time. We've been doing that for over a year and it works really well.
0: How do they make the appointment?
1: Go on the website. You can only make them online. You can call in and the, the phone room will make it for you, but it's better just to go online. Okay.
0: Great. Well, Kevin, we appreciate you taking the time. Good luck with your grand opening across the street today, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you here in the near future on that legislation. Okay.
1: I'll keep you up to date.
0: Great. Thanks. And that's Kevin Malone, uh, Public Relations for DMV, and that's just what, Southern Nevada
1: or all of Nevada, Kevin? Oh, There's two of us, Okay. we both do work the whole state. Sure. Okay.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on. Kevin and I go back quite a long ways, back into the early 90s, uh, uh, to the OK News Days back right. on the radio that... Uh, how time flies. So appreciate you taking
1: the well, time. 25 years older. There you go. <laughs> and that's
0: Kevin Malone, public relations for DMV. Uh, good information for our veteran community. And now we're going to talk to uh, Michelle Bassett. Uh, Michelle is uh, is with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation for the state of Nevada and helps facilitate multiple support and awareness groups for caregivers, including Hidden Heroes oh. Empowerment Group that meets here what weekly?
2: Yep, every Thursday.
0: Now, we have an event coming up, Michelle, next week. A public forum, question and answer. The first hour will be the show. Tell us what's going to happen.
2: Well, our goal for this is to bring awareness to what a caregiver is for military and veterans. We are trying to get people to understand that it's not just the role of a husband or a wife that they just step into because their veteran came home disabled. We have multiple relationships. Um, We have a mother-in-law that actually takes care of her son-in-law that will be here next week talking about how she moved across country to step in and start taking care of her son-in-law after he came home injured. So we're just trying to bring awareness to the difficulties that caregivers face because it's not just a role you take because, oh, well, I married this person, so I should go ahead and do it. It takes a lot from us, and we lose who we are. We lose our career path. We lose everything so we can be there for them.
0: The importance of that caregiver is so critical to the rehabilitation and the transitioning back into if there is such a thing as a normal life, that I wonder how much people really do understand that, the impact that it has on on the person you're caring for and certainly the impact it has on the caregiver.
2: Well, Elizabeth Dole Foundation did a very extensive study, and it's actually able to be viewed in the RAND report, and it shows that there is over $18 billion a year of caregiver services that are not paid for, that they are not covered. Caregivers when a caregiver gets ill, we have to take care of ourselves and build ourselves back up because if we're not okay, we can't make sure our veteran is okay. And so my husband is a disabled combat veteran and suffers from uh, mental as well as physical disabilities and it's sometimes like having another child because I have to be there to remember, hey, you have this appointment. Hey, did you take your medications? When was the last time you shaved your face, sweetheart? You know, And it's things like that that people don't realize that we have to step in and do. I have to make sure that everything is lined out for him when we just go to the store because there's certain triggers that will set him off. And I have to make sure that everything is in order (coughs) so that we have an easy go of it.
0: You know, something else that we are getting into, and I will be talking with you in the near future about this, but we are getting involved with special needs children through Crescent O'Brien that has a a program with grow houses for vegetables, and they can employ veterans, but the special needs children, people forget about that. And a lot of these veteran families have special needs children along with that veteran coming home from being deployed, so there's a double whammy there.
2: There is. There are some branches of the military. My husband was Army, so um, when he was active duty, there was a program called uh, EFMP, and it was Exceptional Family Members Program, and it was for families with special needs children, and they had separate activities for them and did special things for them to draw out those children, those special needs children, because they weren't able to really interact in the regular group safely so unfortunately there's not a lot of programs once they are out and they're veterans and they are they are starting a lot of programs coming up but of course they start off slowly it takes a while to build them up but it it just it is what it is and we're trying to get it we're trying to get the word out so everybody knows that you know especially these caregivers that do have special needs children's and they have their disabled veteran i mean they're run ragged I, I, I'm run ragged and I you know, my kids are teenagers and they're sure. they're self sufficient.
0: Well, not only are they kind of left behind when they get out and discharge, but the active military special needs children, they, they are moved every two or three years. They never have a chance to settle in, make friends, do things, get the help they need. And I believe that what Crescent will be doing with the grow houses and when I say grow houses, these are all vegetables, and, and what a program they have, and we are so happy to be involved in that, and the employment that that can give to our veterans and their families. There's so much going on with this, and the caring for the caregiver will be a critical, critical program. That's just another facet of it. Next week, I encourage people to come out to that public forum question and answer. It will be a full two-hour program. The the first hour will be the show live so people can call in. In the second hour, of course, the the audience can do Q&A. We'll stay longer if people are here and and have questions, but the support for those caregivers is something we really have
2: to work on. Absolutely. There is over 5.5 million caregivers nationwide, and those are the ones we know about. There are so many that they don't think that they're caregivers or because they don't receive a VA stipend to be a caregiver. They just don't really take acknowledge of the fact that they're breaking down and we need to build them up.
0: Well, something else that I believe we need to do a lot better job of are more and more of these public forum Q and A's. There are Absolutely. not enough of them. No. People are not educated enough, particularly when it comes to their benefits. Yes. Some of these caregivers are entitled income yes yes and most don't know about it.
2: No, they don't. One great thing I can say, I can't say enough about the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. Uh, Senator Dole has done an amazing thing for forming this foundation. But if you go to ElizabethDoleFoundation.org, it actually has lists of resources in your state. So you can go and look and see what's available to you and know what's out there to help you and help your veteran, as well as help with respite care so that you can get some time away to breathe and be yourself.
0: Well, uh, Tammy or Phil, do you have questions or or uh, Marty for Michelle? I mean, we are all dealing every day with the different people and and their needs. Any thoughts or comments, Tammy?
3: Michelle, just I would imagine by nature the caregivers they're not complaining. They're not saying, "Oh, I need help." And so, how what is the best way to uh, seek them out and to find out exactly who is at urgent need versus minimal need because some caregivers they'll look great but mentally and emotionally they're going through their own internal battle absolutely do you do you understand yes
2: Absolutely. You, we actually, yeah. um, someone who Jim and I are both very close to, didn't realize that she was a hidden hero, which is what we call through the Elizabeth Dole Foundation is the new hidden heroes program. And that's what we call the caregivers. Okay. And she had no idea. Mm-hmm. And she's married to a vet and was just going on about her life and didn't realize that. And she was helping me well. facilitate so many amazing programs that we have going on. And I finally was just like, wait a second why aren't you signed up? Because uh, caregivers can actually go on the Hidden Heroes website and they can sign up and that way it brings them into a community where they can talk on forums with other caregivers in, in their state, out of their state, wherever they are that understand their needs. Because I have friends that aren't military, weren't never married to the military, anything like that, and they're like, oh, I'm so mad at my husband, he forgot to load the dishwasher, and oh, he's so inconsiderate, and I'm thinking, my husband forgot my name. So, you know, really, I can't. And it's it's so nice to have a group of other people who understand that our lives are so chaotic. And they are so messed up. And we've gotten it to the point Elizabeth was really out there trying to push for Uh, the children of veterans to be recognized as caregivers because there are times I need to run to the store do I load up my husband do I go and deal with all this or do I say hey boys can you keep an eye on your dad for a minute because I want to run out real quick and the children of veterans they're stepping up every single day to really take care of these veterans and they're amazing they're so resilient and so strong it's just mind-blowing to see these kids but We're out there, we're trying to get the word out. We have multiple support groups in every state. Um, So many different organizations that are just out there pushing to get people the knowledge, the awareness that hey, we're here, we understand, we wanna help you, Let let us in.
3: So what would be the first step? Would it be to go to the website Hidden first? HiddenHeroes.org, yes. So HiddenHeroes.org would be the first step. And then Absolutely. what would they click on? Or what, is it, it...
2: It's right there. You can't you can't right. miss it. It's, it's so self-explanatory because the Hidden Heroes website is just for Hidden Heroes. Oh. And you go ahead and put your information in, then the Elizabeth Dole Foundation will contact you, and they'll get you all lined out, and you have immediate access to all the resources in every state. You can go on there and see all the bios of the different fellows from all the different states. My bio's on there, and tells you about you know my situation, and it lets you know who represents you in your state, and it always has our uh, direct access so that people can get in touch with us directly from our local state, so that they can say, hey, I'm struggling, what can I do? And I, I have a caregiver bible is what I call it. It's a huge book of resources that I can give to anybody. I get phone calls at two o'clock in the morning sometimes, you know. Uh, my husband is amazing and he's so understanding when it comes to that because he's right there ready to help the veteran while I'm helping the caregiver and it's
3: phenomenal. So, does that create a sense of community among the caregivers and they feel right? I would imagine that right there it's so therapeutic, right? I mean,
2: it absolutely is because you know that you're not alone. And that's what we really need to get people to understand. You don't have to go through this struggle alone. You don't have to fight this fight alone. Because understanding the VA is so complicated. And it will drive you insane. And so if you have other people that have gone through the exact same thing, they can say, okay, well this, you know, this is the route you're supposed to take. But if you kind of cut around right here, you're going to have a much easier time of it. And it's amazing because my husband's only been out for two years. We had no idea the extent of his injuries. And then about six months after he was out, we got hit over the head and we're facing amputation and we're facing all these horrible things. And we're like, wait a second, his contract was just up. We, he was gonna be a state trooper. We had no idea he had the injuries he had. And once it hits you, you don't know what you're gonna do and you don't know who to turn to.
0: Well, that's the problem I believe people have with when you say caregiver, they, they define that differently than they should. When they say caregiver, they are thinking you are disabled, in bed, critically injured, can't walk. Not true. You can't see TBI, traumatic brain injury. You can't see PTSD. Mm-hmm. And, Phil, you have dealt with that a fair amount in doing the films that you have done with, with uh, you know, with the women, uh, women of war. And, and, I mean, I can't imagine if people would watch that film, they could sure get some understanding in a hurry.
4: Yeah, and when, when you tell people that these are really hidden injuries that people don't see, these are people that are walking amongst us every single day. And unless somebody is actually missing a limb, you know, you don't really see these injuries and how it affects people on an everyday basis because you, you can't see it. And and as far as the VA goes and, and getting, um, some help for this, it's very hard to measure it. It is. Um, And then of course, it's almost impossible to measure the effect that it has on the caregiver. Um, I work with the Trauma Intervention Program. So I work with the police and the fire department responding to tragedies. It is mandatory for us to meet once a month, the caregivers, and talk about this because when somebody else has the problem, you don't realize that it's affecting you as well because you don't own the problem. yeah. So it's very easy for us to think that we're not being affected or the things that we're feeling or the things that we're struggling with are not related to an injury that somebody else has. And when it comes to the children, you're absolutely right. Children don't have another experience to compare it to. So whatever hand you deal them, that's their normal.
2: Absolutely. So
4: they don't realize that what they're feeling or dealing with is abnormal and they may internalize it and say, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. So, you know, recognizing that because you don't own the problem doesn't mean you're not affected by the problem is one of the first things you need to deal with. And it's incredibly helpful to share your experiences because sometimes for many people, that's the first time that they realize number one, they're not alone, that what they're feeling is not abnormal. And it gives them an opportunity to open up. And some people have found some solutions that can be as different as the people that are dealing with them.
0: And for our listening audience, we are on live today. Give us a call with questions or comments, 702 257 5396. 702 257 5396. Or out of Las Vegas, Clark County area, toll free, 800 414 106. Marty, a lot of what you're dealing with with the Klein Group and dealing with the homeless, particularly uh, after the fundraiser with Shade Tree and some of those uh, uh, different events and projects that you're involved in, a lot of those women that we run into, a lot of them with children, had they had people that could recognize their needs, a caregiver, a lot of those women wouldn't be where they're at.
5: Absolutely. We... um we find that um, uh, when they finally do reach out to us, it's uh, it's difficult for us to go out and basically cultivate and find where these find where these uh, these vets are at. But when they do finally find us, and they come uh, they come to us through the VTRC out here, they come to us through uh, uh, VA uh, hat, uh, the. Uh, v- uh, HUD-VASH program. HUD-VASH program, yes. Thank you. (laughs) I got tongue-tied on that one. (laughs) But when they do finally find us and we figure out just what their issues are and how the Klein Fund can jump in uh, on an emergency notification basis and help them out, the stories are just tragic. And we sit at our meetings and we go over each case one by one to see just you know how we're going to allot our uh, our resources to each case and when you when you find out that uh, you know this vet is bringing her two three four children into the mix I, it's just it's mind blowing as to how the survival of this person has endured so long and now they're at the end you know how can I, we're reaching out where do we go and we're there and we jump in and um, help them through that first initial phase and then we see how they get you know back into the system through the VTRC and and through your groups that you have here through the Elizabeth Dole Foundation that we have sent a couple in that direction and it is uh, it's it's fulfilling at that that last moment that you're able to throw that, preserver.
0: Well, so many of these veterans coming home from deployment, suffering from TBI, PTSD, and as Phil has has said so many times on other shows, they don't want to admit they have a problem. They don't want what they perceive to be charity. Uh, It's not charity. You have problems, and like Michelle said, you don't have to be alone. There are others that truly have those problems that can understand and can help you. Right. And a right. lot, particularly the women with the children, I keep going back to a story that I relive every day of, of the lady at the shopping, uh, the Super Walmart in Henderson a year and a half ago that walked up to me at 8 o'clock at night to ask me if I could buy something for her little four-year-old son to eat. And I looked, and I said, well, what about you? And she says, well, I'm hungry, too, but it's important that I feed him. And in talking to her, she was a veteran. Yeah. I says, we can help you. We can. No, no, I, I won't take help. And I says, why? She says, because they'll take my son.
5: Right, mm-hmm. right.
0: There are not. We don't have housing for the women with the children. We don't have enough help. And here's a woman, the only thing she has to hold on to is that son of hers. Yeah. I went back the next day and I couldn't find her. And I asked her, says, Where are you sleeping at? She says, Well, somebody's letting me sleep on their garage floor. Can right. you believe that in this country? Right. Well, I can because we aren't recognizing what Michelle is talking about here. Right. These people need help and we have to be able to reach out and give it to them.
5: And that's why it's so fulfilling being with the Klein Fund that when we find those those individuals like that we can immediately pick up the phone call shade tree and say you know we got a hot one coming in and we know that for at least the next three to four days we're going to get them squared away
0: well we have to do a lot better job i know that and i believe the elizabeth dole foundation and what michelle is doing here with our group at the veterans transition resource center a lot of what we hope tammy and, and phil can do to help get the word out publicize it better Uh, there's so much we have to do and it just doesn't seem to be enough hours
5: no we could do this 180 hours a day and they still come
0: i know that uh, tammy's the the new the new one of the group that's been exposed recently tammy you've had a chance to be around there for a little while now what do you think
3: i think it's amazing i think what you've done Jim, you and eva both as far as creating excuse me the resources for people there's just there's a there's a place where people can go and veterans family members can come to where they need that resource and they need it urgently and so that is the big separator here it's one thing when you're looking at a benefit that you are entitled to that takes time to get approved for but what happens if you don't know the steps to take to get that benefit or housing, or proper coaching and uh, counseling on issues. And this this has been the most amazing few weeks as far as being on board. It, it's actually life changing. I thank Phil for bringing me in here and really um, just our vision. We wanna just carry that out, whatever that is that you feel and believe so compelled to focus on. But again, with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and being able to participate at a higher level and create just that strong presence, not just in Las Vegas, not just in our community, right. every community out there throughout the globe with people and families who are affected by this. I, this is absolutely incredible. It's an honor, and, and I'm incredibly blessed, and I, I, there's a need. There's a huge need here. Well, all <laughs> of
0: the people that are sitting at this table, plus all of the other volunteers, they are the ones that make this happen. Eva and I were able to put this together, but without these volunteers and all these committed people, it wouldn't happen. This is a a one-of-a-kind. We have almost 15,000 square feet. When we're in full swing, we will have 24 different program services, classes under roof, and we have three times that many collaborative partners. So we are here truly and sincerely trying to help the veterans and their families. And I continue to emphasize that because the families are forgotten. When they come home, the VA's job is to take care of that veteran. But that family suffers from secondary PTSD. Uh, The children, the suicide rate among the children of military families is off the scale. That breaks my heart. And we don't talk about that enough. But at the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, the caring for the caregiver, the support that they can give these families—wow, I just can't say enough. It's probably one of the most important programs that we could we could put out here. What do you think, Michelle?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there is many, many great programs, but there—it's more of a let us give you referrals, let us send you this way, let us do this. But I love, especially working here with the VTRC. You know, I came in just for a meeting one time and now I'm here several days a week. I just can't get enough of you guys Mm because you're amazing. And I know that I'm picking up resources constantly to give out to everybody I come in contact with. And I I love having you guys in my pocket, let me tell you. But the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, their website, it's amazing. How they just, they pull in the resources and they really vet these different organizations. They're, you're not getting on their website without them knowing you do really good work. And so these aren't just random when you call somewhere and they say, oh, well, let me give you a list of resources. No, when you go to the Elizabeth Dole Foundation website, it gives you genuine resources that are there to help. They are not just some BS that somebody just kind of handed you to quiet you down for a second.
0: We can't bounce these people around. They are hurting. They need support and help. And I understand as, as a, an instructor for the Safe Talk uh, program we do here, the Suicide Intervention Program and the ASSIST Program, I understand the deep depression that these people suffer from. And in many cases the suicide rate goes way up with the caregiver community
2: it absolutely does
0: that's not enough
2: no it's not the caregivers the veterans they have access to 24-hour helplines things like that the caregivers do not so when a caregiver really gets hit with something powerful and you know after they take care of their veteran and get their veteran line back out they're just completely overwhelmed and they're just completely shutting down because now there's nowhere for them to go. There's nowhere for them to turn. There's no 24-hour line for them to call and say, I can't do this on my own right now. And that's what Elizabeth Dole Foundation is really trying to get out there and get that respite care so that those caregivers can get away from the vet and let themselves breathe and be a person for a second. I mean, I can tell you personally, being a caregiver, a full-time caregiver, Sometimes I forget who I am because if I'm not in caregiver mode, then I'm in wife and mom mode. And then when I finally have a moment to breathe, I'm going, wait a second, who the hell am I now? Go who ahead. am I? Where, you know, I went to college. I have a degree, Where? but do I use it? No, because I have to be at the VA five times a week with my right. husband. Yeah. So it's hard to remember who we are, and that's what people have to understand is, Being a caregiver, it's not, no, we don't get to sit around home and watch Oprah and eat bonbons. It is not a fun job. It's time-consuming. It is emotionally consuming. And we're doing it because we love our veterans. And that's it, because I'd much rather be out there working and hire a nurse for him. But I don't trust anybody to take care of my husband. Sure.
0: And for our listening audience, questions or comments, give us a call, 702-257-5396 out of the Las Vegas Clark County area 800-414-1056 well there's a lot going on Michelle and as you said earlier, you, you came up here a couple of times, and we captured you. Yeah. Same thing happened to Tammy. We yeah. Once we see somebody has that vision, they have the heart, we don't let them go.
4: And we, we literally actually capture them. <laughs> we do, yeah. Well, that's, we, uh, we lock them up. And we, we put them
0: in the up. office. It's got enough of a crack under the door to but slide we, a pizza under to feed them.
4: And, but, and but we do feed them. them. Yeah. We see, we do they
2: feed keep them. us fed. and <laughs> that's they, it. You know, we're, we're happy. <laughs> temperature's nice. We're good. <laughs> exactly it's quiet. right. We got Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well,
4: I think the, uh, the thing that draws these people in here, if I can explain to any veterans out there the difference between this organization and a lot of other organizations. You know, Some of these organizations are very big. There's a lot of people working for them and people go to work and, and they do their job. But when you walk into this building, every single person that's here, when you approach them and explain your issue to them, they take that personally. It's not that you know, we're worried about dropping the ball. We're not allowed to drop the ball. We take every single person that comes in here's issue personally, and we, we're not allowed to fail them. We're not going to fail them. And we, thanks to Jim and Eva, now have enough resources to point them in the right direction, you know, and help them get to whether it's the next step or all the way. We at least know that with every person that comes in here, we can help them in some way and if we don't know exactly what it is that they're going to need we're certainly going to research it and get them closer Um, and i think that's the important thing here that when you walk in here people do think take things personally here you're not a number uh you're not just my job because everyone who's in here is not getting paid so they're only doing it because they care and I think people feel that when they come in. And they, they walk in and they go, wow, these people are really here because they want to be here, not because it's paying their rent.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, once we see the vision, as I said, and once we see they have the heart, I met some people earlier today that one of our uh, great volunteers brought in here, uh, Harry and Barbie. Uh, they, they're not veterans, but they certainly get it, and they want to help. Those are the people we want to capture. We want to keep them because they have the heart you don't have to be a veteran to be a part of this right you simply have to care and I believe people need to know we're not doing a good job of letting people know what they can do to help
3: that's a good point Jim um, there there's a very specific element here and that is an individual who is attracted to what you are doing you and Eva both Uh, has the contribution heart. I mean, they have a desire to just contribute and have a purpose. And if a person is not waking up in the morning with a desire to help other people with a purpose to impact their lives in such a way where they're going to walk away and be better people, then we find that those individuals, they're unfulfilled. And so my, my, uh, My commitment is to make sure that we seek out the leaders. And those leaders, they could look successful, they could appear to be people who have everything that society thinks that that's what you need in life to be, quote unquote, fulfilled and complete. However, when we step out of our little microcosm and we step outside of our little selves and our little world as leaders, we're able to Look around and see as a leader that is our responsibility, and it is our our personal power to be able to see and seek out opportunity. This is a place where leaders can come together, and you do not I am not a vet <laughs> i'm not a veteran. Um, I have family members who are veterans. however, my commitment for leadership and for helping fellow leaders to take a responsibility to want to commit to helping individuals at such a higher level, it's so empowering. And you you make it easy for us to be able to do that and to reach out. And it's it's absolutely amazing. You just make it easy. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Our veteran community (laughs) needs to be better educated. We are not doing a great job on that. We can sit and complain about the VA all we want. They're understaffed, overwhelmed, and is there some incompetence there probably? Uh, Every big entity has incompetence. I want to be a part of the solution. Instead of sitting around complaining about it, let's be part of the solution. Let's partner with them and fill in those gaps. And we've taken the next step with what we're doing with media, with with Phil and and with you, Tammy, and and Timma, Also with what we are doing with Steve and our vtalk.life program. That will be life-changing for our veterans, our senior veterans particularly. And to explain that briefly, that's like, uh, it's artificial intelligence actually, but it's like Alexa, the Amazon Echo uh, little computer you talk to. Well, this is all artificial intelligence, voice activated. It's our own private network, our own cloud, HIPAA, compliant. So a senior veteran can be basically have a companion. It it can tell you when to take your medications. If you have 911, you can come up online and do telemedicine or telepsychology. There's a whole host of services there, and it opens so many more doors for that senior to be able to stay home. Now, we've also, in addition to that, Went with the paramilitary glasses. It looks like we're going to be able to incorporate that into V Talk, and now they can be mobile. So there's there's a number of services that we are doing here, uh, being a part of the Zoom platform, which is teleconferencing. They were rated top three in the world for teleconferencing. We can now sit here, and when we teach a class, let's say on Agent Orange, instead of 40 people, we can do 40,000 people. And the service that we are talking about on vtalk.life is only $5 a month. So this isn't something that you can't afford. You have to buy the little box like a Cox cable box if you want the, uh, the communication. But that's inexpensive overall. And the freedom that it gives you to be reminded to take your medication, appointments. I mean, it just goes on and on. With the glasses, we believe we can work it in. we can actually take your blood pressure. Our system on the backside, our database is analytical, so if you are talking to Marsha every day, and Marcia and Wayne were on the show here several weeks ago. Marsha's the one to produce Golden Girls, Benson, and a number of very hit uh, TV shows. If you talk to Marcia and there's an inflection in your voice, our database will pick that up and analyze that. Could be a stroke, could be Alzheimer's, could be something, uh, and we can alert people. So let's use technology. They say 10 years from now, artificial intelligence will be smarter than we are, a smarter than I am right now. <laughs> but 10 years from now, with with uh, the, uh, the technology is just beyond me at this point, but it can multitask and not have the emotion in it. Those are the things we are doing here, not only one-on-one, but we are trying to reach out.
3: Jim, that's a really good point. Um, speaking to that, and again there has been a lot of overlapping for me because coming on board and again I, I appreciate Mr. Phil Valentine for bringing me here and introducing me to you and then meeting with Miss Tema and Stephen Carell um, it, it's pretty phenomenal this technology gets someone like myself personally very excited because we're able to build a relationship with millions of people and there's a there's an impact and with the with the world Um, as we know it we know that technology obviously has its way of dominating and I like what you said because you you said one thing and that is to be the solution and communication and technology allows us to build that relationship and have that connection and I, I would like for the people listening imagine an opportunity for whether the seniors and for veterans and for, um, and we have some exciting programming in store that we're talking about, but imagine having that relationship on an ongoing basis, but also when there's an emergency, being able to have an alert to the caregiver that is just maybe getting a massage (laughs) and stepping out for like 30 minutes or someone who has to go to the grocery store and the veteran is at home on their own. There is a source where there's a communication line where people can be alerted of an emergency, a need, and that's one side of it. That's that's being a solution to a problem. What about loneliness? What about people who need to have a relationship, a connection with someone, but they don't want to leave their house? A lot of people look at other people and say, get off your tail and go, go do something. What if they are in pain or have no legs and they need to lay down or sit? There is a communication that you have with the outside world, and that... I get a little excited because we're going to bring products. We're going to bring right. entertainment. I don't know if you can feel my passion, but I am so excited about this because being able to bring in different hosts and different individuals right. for this, Jim, just it's so exciting. Well, we can <laughs> look at what
0: technology is doing for us right here. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here with our John Grip, has us streaming. Uh, over the, We're out in the world. We're nationwide. We're, we're a global program. There's no reason not to do that with technology.
5: Right. And and I would just like to add one more thing Jim is that you know we're we're talking about the AI and and our caregivers and everything that goes with it and it 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 ties in with our with our veteran at one point that vet when he signed up raised his right hand he was whole he had a vision she had a vision they had A drive that they wanted to give to this country and they had hopes and dreams knowing what the knowing what the dark side could be but they still came they still volunteered and they still served honorably and with all these groups here is to tie everything back together and to make that vet whole again make their families whole again and that's that's just what drives me here with the Klein fund and and the other groups that you know represent the VTRC
0: we have a group of people here that is second to none our volunteers are outstanding we are all volunteer by the way And I will say I hope someday we have the money to have some paid people. But right now, all volunteer, and we have been here one year, April 1st. So it's been a journey, and the people that we have impacted and the people that have impacted us, I have to tell you, it's a two-way street. When I see people come in here that are just desperate because they've been bounced from here to there, And we can put them into an Elizabeth Dole program or train them on Agent Orange and, and what it can do. It just goes on and on. Or if we can't do it, we have the places we can send them and follow up to make sure it does get done. That's the important thing. So many times when we get them, they've been bounced around and they're in bad shape when we get them. No reason for that. No. None. Education is, is the real equalizer here. We have to educate. We have to do a better job. With Phil and, and Tammy and all the rest of them, we'll do it. We'll get it done. And,
4: and the education goes to pretty much to everybody. You know, the veterans have to know that we're here, and they have to understand that you know, we're not offering them a handout, that this is a bill that they've already paid by serving their country. They don't owe us anything. And then the education is also important to the non-military community because support for the veterans is at an all-time high. They just don't, they want to help, they just don't know how to help, and they don't know what the issues actually are.
0: Well, we're down to the last two minutes. Uh, as always, this flies by too fast. Uh, once again, Michelle, I appreciate you taking the time today to come in, and, and next week should be really exciting.
2: Yes, I'm super Excited about it, looking forward to it. Thank you for having me today. It'll be the public forum
0: question and answer, caring for the caregiver, uh, the hid, Hidden Heroes Empowerment Group, uh, which is held here every week, will be a major part of that. We'll be doing a QA uh, on the show as well as an hour after that or longer if necessary. Come down and join us next week. Uh, we can hold a little over 100 people in this room and 150, if you We're like each have other. we donuts and coffee, too. There you go. Okay. Come
1: for a free donut.
0: That always brings the people I'm in. I'm telling you. But uh, I've enjoyed all of you. Marty, as always, uh, you're not AWOL this week. You're one of the few that uh, <laughs> stood up Phil. Tammy, uh, we have to do this more often.
3: Thank you. Yes, we should.
0: And, Michelle, uh, thank you so much, <laughs> John Grip, for, for streaming. Us, uh, it's been a great one. Have a great week. See you next week at the same time.